When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Manifest It Now. I'm here with Cassie Parks. And I'm here with Jenny Gain and uh, amazing friend of the Manifest It Now show, Elle Rust, which we are so excited to talk about today. We, she is a best-selling author of um, The Paleothyroid Solution and her new book, Confident as Fuck, yeah. which we are going to talk about today. Yes. She is also the host. You can hear her wonderful voice on the Primal Blueprint podcast. Um, she's super LOA. She's been on one of my favorite shows, Brooklyn Night. Nine, and we are all setting the intention that she has another slot. Um, <laughs> I can see her as a funny, like, police woman. Yeah, for sure. Or, or like so, a wacky informant, whatever. I'm yeah. down. Oh, okay, yeah, that would be fun too. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have all kinds of ideas that are running through my head right now. So um, intending hopefully, that. Hopefully, we get to the book. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> At some point, we will talk about the book. Um, but first, we always start out. We're so excited to have Elle. You guys know we don't have very many people on this podcast. Um, so she's obviously very special, near and dear to our heart. And we know her LOA stuff. And you've probably heard some of our LOA connections, how we've connected and things like that. So I'll start off as we always do. Elle, what are you excited about? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just, well, I'm really excited. I just, well, here's the thing. We haven't officially announced it, yet it's been released, but I have started a new podcast. Um, so I'm going to have two. So in Primal Blueprint, I interview people, you know, yes. mind, body, health, which is great. Yes. Love it. But in kind of taking your format, I decided, I'm like, yeah, but I want one where it's just me talking with a friend and we're just talking about stuff every week. You know, that, yes. that's because, you know, when you're interviewing someone, as you know, you're, you're promoting their work and sometimes mm -hmm. people are like, but I want to hear more about what you have to say. You know, so I, um, and this was an LOA because I had wanted to do this for the past couple of years and it wasn't a matter of procrastination. It was just a matter of finding the right podcasting partner. And I had so many ideas like, oh, she'd be great. She'd be great. You know, I wanted to do it with another woman. And um, I had all these ideas and I was so very close to being like, ah, maybe I'll ask her. And then I was like, no, there was just something about it that was like, I don't know, not yet. And then literally like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago, a year ago or so, I was in Salt Lake City doing a uh, speaking and I met this woman and then got to know her kind of through uh, social media. And I was like, her, like just watching her stuff. She's very much like me, personality into all the stuff we're into. Uh, just, she's amazing speaker and every, it just, she's, she's awesome. And so I said, would you, I called her up and I said, would you be interested in doing a podcast with me? Like, she's like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting, she's LOA. She's like, I've been wanting to do that. That's awesome. And so we did it. And again, that goes to timing because yeah. I could have pushed it with other people or been like, oh, I really should have been talking about this for a while. I really should. No, it's like, it was right. And then it hit and it was bingo. And I really chose the right person. So I'm mm -hmm. so excited. And uh, it's called Kick-Ass Life Podcast. 
Of course, it's called Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to swear and everything. Yeah, so I'm yeah. excited about that. You guys can look it up now. We haven't officially announced it, but even by the time this comes out, whatever, uh, we're doing video interviews that'll be posted on YouTube. And then, of course, you can go to kickasslivepodcast.com. So we're just going to talk every week, you know, whether it's uh, health or whether it's LOA or whether it's uh, we did an episode on envy and jealousy and how you got to trash that. We did, you know, an episode on, um, you know, like... Uh, Gosh, we, well, we've done a few so far. We did like an introduction one. And so we're just, you know, things to help your life, get happy, what we know, what we've done, how we've gone through it. So just fun, you know, like kind of like you where, hey, be, be friends for people that don't have it and be the encourager that people don't have in their life maybe and just add something bright to their day. So this is something that's been in the worst process. I'm really excited about that. And then uh, I'm just excited actually about quarantine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was laughing Yay. with Jimmy because I'm, I'm. My life's kind of a little bit quarantine working at home, but I'm really enjoying this time. Like I'm not a FOMO person, fear of missing out, but that is all gone for everybody. It's gone. Right. There's no FOMO, and I like this sort of. You're only sort of. It's like day by day. There's no planning right now. I can't mm -hmm. plan a trip with you guys. I can't do anything right now, right? right? Because of the world. So in a way, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. It's forcing me to be more in the present. Mm -hmm. It's forcing me to kind of have liberty to not put any self-judgment on like slacking <laughs> off or doing whatever I want. I, yes. I just, I'm kind of enjoying this space and I think it's a really good time for LOA, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm kind of getting into it, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Um, what are you excited about, Cass? Uh, I am excited. Well, number one, you guys mentioned like it's pajama day in my house. We all yeah. have matching pajamas on. I was like, is there a reindeer on your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Jen, I know you don't have kids yet, but it's Sven for all those out there who do have kids <laughs> and have maybe had to watch Frozen 1 and 2 on repeat for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, and which is cool because it's all life coaching and honoring your path. So super yeah. fun. Um, and the guy came and took the cover off the pool and started cleaning the pool yesterday. So, you know, it's not warm today. And when it is back in the seventies, the pool will be open. So That's I'm amazing. excited about that. It was fun to get that picture yesterday. Pool open. I was like, I just love that you have a pool guy now. You have a pool <laughs> yeah. guy. Right. I, right? Yes. Guy. Pool guy. <laughs> That's every, yeah. Can't wait for yeah. everyone. Yes. <laughs> That's every straight woman's dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, aside from like that part, I mean, not that, but even more just like, I love that. Like I That's have to have a pool guy now because I have yes. a pool. So yeah. I just love, I just love it so much. <laughs> Me too. It is one of my favorite things to like say that who's coming, you know, and like, oh, okay. And there's money set aside for the pool. Like I love mm -hmm. that. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I'm also excited about quarantine. I'll yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> I was just, I mean, everything feels just like I was talking about the space, the the reason to not put any pressure on yourself, which I'm pretty good at, anyways. But <laughs> it just feels like more space. It feels like yeah, ah, oh, like in possibility and opportunity and potential. And I'm a big, like, because I trust so much that everything's for us. Like I'm a big, soon as something isn't the way it always is, that gets me excited. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, something good's coming here. There's more, there's expansion happening. And so there's so much of that in the air right now. So I can oh, like yeah. catch a hold of that. And it's just like, like I mentioned, I think last week on our podcast, it's, I mean, Lisa's home all day. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah mm -hmm. uh, yeah 
So yay. All right. Yay. So uh, let's dive in. I'm excited yeah. to hear this story because um, I can attest to Elle's like your podcast when you're sharing. I'm like, yeah, I remember talking to you, talking to you about that a couple years ago. So that's fun to know that that is come to fruition in, in this beautiful, amazing way as we knew it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first, I would love to know the LOA story behind Confident as Fuck. So I had wanted to write this a type of book like this, a self-examination, self-help type of book. And I initially actually had started, maybe I did 20 pages several years ago of something that I was going to write called The Downer Effect, which if you've read my book, I have downers. a whole like, section of it, yeah. <laughs> write about downers and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's kind of a seeming like, like negative title, but and this is again for waiting and not rushing. So I had just one day had this thing about the downer effect. I busted it out on paper and like, okay, it was sitting there. Then I didn't do anything. Oh my God. I love that. I'm just going to stop yes. and highlight that because yeah. so many people start judging themselves about, I had this one part of inspiration and, but I never do anything with it. And I never did anything with it. And not telling that story is really important for it to evolve. Cool. Yeah. And also there's no like, hmm. Okay, so as a writer, like for so many years now, gosh, um, even starting sketch comedy, I was starting writing sketch comedy in 2006. So I've been writing, you know, kind of for a while. And I have written down a note on a post-it note, like just a term or something in my head. And then three years later, looked back at the post-it notes and was like, boom, and wrote a great sketch. So you always write stuff down. You never know when you're going to use it or where it's going to go. And just don't Mm -hmm. judge it, right? So that's what I did with the downer effect. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of the beginning of a book. We'll see. And so I really, and again, I was talking about thyroid health, right? With the paleo thyroid solution for so many years. And I'm speaking about that. So I'm not going to like confuse audiences with like starting some other topic. You know what I mean? I just, I focus. Focused on that, and then um, I was like, I really want to write a book. And I, what I, what I really realized was it just hit me because even though I had known this before, it hit me hard that almost everyone I've ever met in my life has come to me for confidence, for a pep talk, for how do I ask for a raise, how do I stand up to this bully, how do I, you know, all of these kind of things. Now that sounds very high pedestal, like, oh, I'm this like oracle. No, because I learned a lot from them because confident people have major pitfalls. And Mm -hmm. some people who are more beta, as we might say, they have a lot to teach us too. So I I noticed this relationship and I thought, confidence is what everyone's looking for, really. I mean, at the end of the day, people are like, God, I wish I had your confidence. Or they'll email me and be like, I love your no BS confidence. And I'm like, clearly I should write a book about confidence. And so then it changed from, no, it's not going to be the downer effect, actually. <clears throat> and I put the downer effect absolutely relates to building confidence and how to get more confident um, by getting rid of downers in your life and not being one. Um, so again, lovely. Took the 20 pages right into the current book. So, you know, I'm so glad, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, my voice is off today. I'm so glad I didn't judge or make that go somewhere or not do it because I didn't know where it was going to go. It was only like 20 pages, but it ended up being perfect for what I needed to put into this book. So it was a piece of something I couldn't have seen yet. Yeah. Um, and then there was the uh, conundrum of, do I get a publisher? Because my current publisher for Paleo Thyroid Solution is not publishing any new titles. So they're only publishing what they've already published. And I was like, well, I should probably take the confident as fuck move on this and publish it myself. Because, <laughs> because what I have noticed is that, you know, with publishers, they take like, you know, 80 to 90%. I got, I got one of the best publishing deals with Paleo Thyroid Solution, but I was like, 
I've been doing all the PR over these years. The reason my book is so successful is because of all the interviews I do because of that. And I was like, no, I'm taking a chance on myself. That's a confidence fuck move anyway. And frankly, I don't want book got by committee. I didn't want to wait for someone to approve or not approve it. I didn't want someone over my shoulder being like, you can't say that. I was like, I'm just going to write the book that I want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So what I did is I also did something I know you guys are going to probably agree with, which is while a lot of my friends and family are supportive, I kept it close to the chest. I barely told anybody Mm -hmm. that I was doing this. I just kept it close because I just didn't want any feedback of any kind. Like, oh, like, well, you're a thyroid author. You're writing. I just, I, mm -mm. resistance, unneeded resistance, unneeded potential resistance. I was like, I'm just going to do this too. Like you don't need that input, right? When you know what you're doing, you don't need anyone else's input. Exactly. Until you need it. And then you find it, you know? Exactly. And I told everyone, I mean, I would tell people like I'm writing a book about confidence, but I didn't tell them the title and I knew the title and I went through like a thousand titles and it kept going back to that one. You know, it's how I would speak. It's in our vernacular, right? Like he's hot as fuck, married as fuck, right? Whatever. <laughs> so I was like, actually that punches it. That's exactly like I am confident as fuck. And I, I wish that upon everybody. Um, and so here's the great thing. So I'm starting to write the book and I take the summer off last summer to just go to my parents' house. They're out of town and just like, yeah. And I called you Cassie for some advice yes. on the self-publishing mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this book. And then here's a great LOA. Uh, there's a, a girl in our sphere. Her name's Ashley Van Houten. She's an editor and she's also the host of Paleo Magazine Radio. And she's uh, writing her own book right now on organ meats. She's an awesome like health coach. And I was like, yeah, she's an editor. She's cool. Like we've talked before. I like her a lot. So I texted her one day and I said, and she actually put this in the, she edited my book and she actually put this in the book, this example. I texted her one day and I go, hey, you know, I know you're like a writer um, and an editor, but do you know any like book editors? Cause I know she had just not, she had, had not edited a book. And I was like, do you know any book editors or anyone confident as fuck response? She goes, mm-hmm. well, you know, I haven't edited a full book, but that's just semantics. So yeah, let's do this. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, of course she's going to be my editor. Oh, and yes. not only that, but I was just like, Hey, Ashley, I was like, I don't know how to self publish on Amazon. It's actually not as simple as it looks in a lot of ways, particularly if you want to do the paperback. So I just was like, Hey, can you be my editor slash help me figure it out? Mm-hmm. And she is amazing. I recommend her to anyone. But um, so, so she helped me. It was barely editing and more of like all the other stuff we needed to learn. Mm-hmm. And then with the actual cover, I wanted exactly the cover I wanted. And so thankfully <laughs> the woman- <laughs> I like, know what I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I wanted. And I, I, you know, I knew the photo. I knew exactly how I wanted it to look. And so thankfully the uh, graphic artist who did the cover of my first book, Paleothyroid Solution, she's just amazing. And she does all of the primal kitchen work. She did the cover. So I really got the best. And here's the thing. There was no struggle. I made one test to find an editor. What happened was is actually reached out to the editor of Paleo Thyroid Solution first. And I said, hey, I've got a new book. You know, I already worked with you. And she was like, sorry, I'm, I'm having medical issues. Da, 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 da. I can refer you to these people. And I was like, ah. and I just texted Ashley. Bingo, Django, Django. So easy and smooth. You know, so smooth. And this was like right after I talked to you, Cassie, because I was like, okay, I realize I'm going to need someone to kind of help me, you know, handhold each other through this. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was funny because when I released it, uh, a lot of people in my industry were like, holy shit, I didn't, I didn't even know you were working on this. I'm like, exactly. Cool. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And what's funny is an LOA thing with confidence kind of happened here. A New York Times bestselling author in my space of like health uh, was interviewing me about the book. But before he interviewed me, he said, you know, I, I want to write a book like this too, about like men and, you know, relationships or whatever. But, you know, Hey House published my thing or whatever. How, how do you get to see, like, how do you, you know, 
how do you get for a publisher to see you in this new light when you've only been a health author? And I go, uh, do you it. Ju- you just fucking do, do it. it. <laughs> like that's the confident is you don't wait for someone to give you permission to be a certain kind of author or anything for that matter, as you would agree. Yes. So, you know, again, the whole thing was super confident, but lots of LOA really just smooth. And, you know, uh, I'm just so grateful that I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that I did it. And, um, so that's kind of how it came together. And it was perfect actually, because, uh, my parents uh, go to their like farm in New York every summer and I thought, can I stay at your place and just kind of sequester myself for like a writing retreat? And so it was really fun because when you, at least for me as a writer, when you get away from your distractions and your normal stuff, mm-hmm. just like full focus. So mm-hmm. I had so much fun writing it. And, and, and as you know, guys, cause you know, you, well, Ginny, I know you have one book, but Cassie, I know you've written several. It sounds cliche. It is a living, breathing thing. You have no idea what it's really going to end up being mm-hmm. until you are in it, sometimes <laughs> almost done with it. And so things came to me during that time and I just had this awesome focus with it. And it's fun. And you know, it's unlike, a, I wanted it to be exactly what it is, which is not like any other self-help book. And my problem with the other self-help books are they don't give concrete, real life, freaking examples. Mm-hmm. Give me an example in real life, please, that I can Practical. relate to. to practical. And this was my problem being a philosophy major too, all this heady stuff I'm reading. I'm right. like, I wish someone would give me like a real life application of this kind of thing. And so, you know, my book's not filled with acronyms and tidy to-do lists and, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, that's not how I resonate with material. And so it, as you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fun, quick read and, um, you know, it's, it's calling me on my shit. It's calling other people on their stuff. And, uh, you know, someone said to me, you know, I'm already confident so I guess I don't need your book. And I said, well, actually, I think you do because there's a lot of refinement that I had to do as a confident person. And you might see that in yourself if you read it. You could be ground zero with confidence and read it and get inspired. But you also, as a confident person, I've had a lot of friends who are confident that read it were like, ah, yeah, okay, I needed to revisit some shit. <laughs> like, I was just going to yeah. say, there's something, there's a quality that goes along with confidence that isn't, yeah, I, I'm good. I know everything kind of the opposite right of that. <laughs> right and that's what totally. like I think people think confidence is but it's not it's being willing to continually not stay where you're like oh I'm the best at that but like okay I'm gonna step out and do this and I'm gonna be confident in it and I'm gonna trust myself and I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna reevaluate all the things that come with that and keep doing what I've always done to become more confident yeah yeah um L was there any you know so the beliefs that help you get to that place where you're like, I'm just going to write a book. Well, of course, I'm just going to do it. Like, was there, did you have to overcome any beliefs to be able to do this one? Or did maybe you develop some of them in your first book that it was possible for you? Well, I knew it was possible because I'd already written a book and the, the book that I wrote first was kind of more difficult because it involving science. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you know, and I have a philosophy degree. So it, it wasn't that I had to do a ton of research for it because I knew the stuff off the top of my head, but it was like trying to explain heavy kind of medical concepts to people in a way. It was more challenging to put that together in a flowing way than it was for me to just, you know, and this book is for everybody. The paleothyroid solution is not for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's for people, well, I mean, unless you were like super like, I'd love to optimize my thyroid health, but most people go to it because they're having an issue. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this one is for everybody. And that's also who I wanted to inspire in in effect as well. Um, 
Maybe I think the, I'm, on I, your here's own. the thing, like I, my areas where I'm confident were like those areas, those aren't the areas I needed to work on. I need to work. I needed <laughs> to work on confidence in other areas with regards to like the shame of my physical disability. And I have mm-hmm. a whole chapter uh, in the book on that. And also like relationships, speaking up, being vulnerable there. I don't have any issues speaking up and being confident in the other areas. Mm-hmm. But my argument is, is that if you shuffle something in the rug over here that has to do with confidence and you don't think it's going to seep in everywhere else or affect an important tenant of your life, you're wrong. And that's what I learned. So in order for me to be confident as fuck was I really had to get over that. And I really didn't do that until the past like four years, guys. Yeah. You know, so I spent 20 years with this thing. I think that part of that a, started on this show too, right? Where I might have mentioned it. Yeah. One came, of the first yeah, times like I we really, yeah, we started talking about that. Yeah. yeah. First time I kind of came out about it, I was probably on your show and I only mm-hmm. did a few up, like it was, it was very light. And again, I didn't want to confuse my speakership with a topic, you know? Yeah. And so I figured when, um, I finally came out with a book. I was like, well, now it's time to talk about it. And a lot of people reached down. They're like, I had no idea, you know? And I was like, yeah, because I was really good at hiding it because I was ashamed mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the best thing I could have done for myself. Like this book was so healing, but also the ultimate act in vulnerability for me publicly on a grand scale, sharing mm-hmm. my story with vulnerability and my issue with shame regarding a physical disability that I have. And um, so again, that work was only recent. And, and that was the last piece that I realized because confident as F is really inside and outside. This is, you can be a speaker and talk to 50,000 people and you get off that stage and you're the weakest ass person. You can't even speak up to your own husband or your neighbor. Okay. I've seen it. So you can be really confident I've in an ability. Too. Yeah. You could be <laughs> so I, confident in an ability. And I've had people tell me, oh, but I can get in front of a stage. I'm like, uh, but over here is where we need to work. Like but you're a mess over here. Yeah. Right. Like this is the place where you have to build that. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to. No, but that's performance that confidence. Too, that's right? performance yes, confidence. So different. So different. And it's not what I'm advocating for because some of the quietest people in the room are the most confident. Some of the loudest are the weakest and most insecure. So again, it's about trying to, you got to gauge people's confidence. You can have someone who's confident in ability of something, Mm -hmm. but they lack self-esteem and that's not really confident, is it? So yes, a psychologist might say, well, inner confidence is really self-esteem. To me, it's kind of both. And confident as F is inside and outside. Yeah, I love it. I was just going to say, like, let's, let's get on the same page for our listeners to like define for us how you, what you, how you define confidence. So go a little bit more between inner and outer. Well, confidence is not like an anchored fixed characteristic. It's really the sum of the base of like how you believe about the world and yourself. And I guess if I were to put a blanket over confidence, I would say ultimately confidence is the feeling that you're going to prevail Mm. just Mm -hmm. in general. (laughs) <laughs> and then that leads to other areas of life as well. Yeah. And yeah. again, this is not about false confidence. So for example, you know, I know you guys have talked about acting as if on your podcast and that can't, you know, that can't totally get you there. You still have to do the self-examination work, but there are moments for people as they're building confidence that let's say they need to speak up for the first time. Hey, that's not comfortable. It's not. It feels yucky on this side. That's not going to go smoothly. It might for me because I'm okay with confrontation. You know, like if I, if I had to do that, I'd have no problem speaking up. It's why I'm not challenged on it either. But if you're challenged on that and you need to speak up, look, in that way, it's a mini act as if in that moment you, you have to, you know, act confident by speaking up versus not doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. But this is not about pontificating confidence. This is not about appearing as such. We all know those people. So also too, people that aren't as outwardly confident and extroverts like we are, they get kind of offended 
when they hear about confidence being important because they're like, well, I'm not this showy whatevers. And I would say like the showy whatevers aren't confident either. That's not, you know, so. I would say more than not, I would agree with you. Like the showy ones are making up for what they actually don't have inside. That's yeah. right. And they care so much about what other people think of them that they feel like they have to have to do that. So here's the thing. This is not about becoming some badass author or podcaster or CEO. It's you're a stay-at-home mom and you're going to need to speak up to the kid's friend's mother because mm-hmm. she's a nightmare. What are you mm-hmm. going to do then? You need confidence from the bedroom to the boardroom. You're never going to get what you want in life unless you can speak up and you know stand up for yourself. Uh, and so, so again, usually people want more of it, or again, they have a confident in, confidence and an ability like, ah, I really know my stuff. I'm just com- not confident about getting it out to the world. So, you know, you can't share your brilliance and your ideas with the world if you also don't have confidence. So I would gather that some outer confidence is, you know, important. But again, my, my, one of my best friends is very quiet and mild mannered. You, you, he's, he's the guy at the corner of the party who's quiet that people might feel sorry for. And he's just the most confident person. And what that means is he's okay being himself and likes who he is in this world wherever he goes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think you nailed it. That like being, how I describe it is like being grounded in who you are. You know, you know that whatever comes, you're with you and you're good and you'll be able to face or handle it is the best way to say it. Um, but you don't lose your sense of self because you're connected to that. You're confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the examples of that is, uh, you know, in the book I talk about, I had this facialist who, again, you know, I attract people that need confidence. So not surprised, but she, she was always like, ah, your confidence. I wish I had it. And she asked me one day, she goes, you know, I was thinking about you, Elle, because I went to a party and I always feel like when I go somewhere public, like a restaurant or party, I walk into a place and I feel like people are judging me and I'm like, yeah, so insecure. And I'm like, feel like everyone's looking at me. And she said, and I was thinking to myself, I bet Elle doesn't have this problem. And she said, she said, you know, how do you walk into a place? And literally before she could finish the sentence, I, go, I walk into every place like I own the motherfucker. <gasps> now, I know that sounds really cocky. So uh, I need uh, to unpack that. It's kind of jokey, right? But here's the thing. This is what I mean about that. I'm not going into that place to dominate, to prove myself, to give anyone my freaking resume. In fact, I don't care what you think of me. I don't care if I talk to anyone. I'm there to observe, possibly enjoy conversations, learn about people. That's all. I'm comfortable in who I am wherever I go. I, I really am not like most people. I'll be at an event. People come up to me. They want me to sign the book, all that stuff. It's great. But then they're often like, you're so down to earth. Like, you're so real. I'm like, well, what did you like? You know, <laughs> and I am, but it's because I'm comfortable. I don't have to prove anything right. to anybody. That's what I mean by walking to every place like you own it. Because if you own a house, you're comfortable usually in your own house and you're not, you know what I mean? So, Cassie can speak to so and, and Jenny. So, you know, that's, that's what I mean. And so really it's coming from a place of, um, like I don't tell people like I, if I don't have to prove myself and when you're in this, when you're in a state of trying to prove yourself in any kind of way, it's a little bit of an act of defense likely. And also it's really caring about what other people think of you. And my, and while we all do that, like we all want people to like our podcast and we want yeah. people to like our books at the end of the day, the only freaking thing that matters is what you think of you. Cause I guarantee you this, if you're out there in the world and you're doing negative stuff and you're a bad person, you're not going to, you're not going to feel so good on the inside anyway. Like it's going to be reflected somehow, as you know, right? right? You yeah. know what I mean? So that's all that matters is how do you think of you? Mm-hmm. And you have to stand there in the face of everyone in the world 
who is going to project a lack of confidence onto something onto you. On it's you, going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's your family member that loves you and they're not normally a downer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to get it. I know you guys have gotten it. No matter, at some point, you probably told someone you started a podcast. Oh, good luck with that. What, you've, you've had this happen. We all have. What are you going to do in the face of that? Are you going to allow someone else's impression and projection of you to change how you think about you? Oh, you guys know that's just going to go nowhere but down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Not if I can help it. Oh, uh, that's funny. It actually happened um, before I came to see you a couple years ago, the first time. I had this best-selling author. I ended up in his house in sort of a weird way. And he's like, what do you do? And I said, oh, I help people attract more money and create the life of their dreams or something. And he had some flippant answer about how it sounded like something. And he goes, I don't believe in money mindset. I was like, he goes, I think that's all bullshit. And I was like, okay. But by the end of the time I left, he was like, you know, like we, we furthered and I just expressed like, well, this is what I mean. Like these, you know, these are the numbers, but you also have to trust the numbers and kind of went into conversation. And by the end, he's like, huh, I might put the trust principle as the Cassie principle in my next book. Like maybe it is necessary. (gasps) Oh my gosh. That was quick. (laughs) Right? Real quick. Yeah. 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 And I love that you have how when you own it, like Cass and I talk about when you're in the beingness of it and you're being confident and you're being yourself, you get a you elicit a different response from other people. Mm -hmm. So you won't, you literally won't receive after a while the same judgment. You won't. And that's also the other thing too. Do you want to be prey or do you want to be the predator? Uh, Clearly anyone would choose to be the predator no matter what, right? (laughs) And it's not to say that, you know, because listen, people can misuse confidence. Bullies. Hello. That's that's a classic. Not confidence. Right. Bullies. (laughs) 100%. But because they have this kind of like, right, this personality, they will they will yeah. dominate over people. They will mm-hmm. sense it like a weak animal and you will get preyed upon like that. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens if people get getting challenged. If you keep getting challenged with this, it means you have to start to speak up. And then when you do and you overcome that challenge, you'll probably get a tester, which is really what I think always happens to go, did you really, did you really learn it? And so, yeah, I don't get challenged much on, on confidence at all. Um, Never. Yeah, it's really rare that I get patronized. I mean, it's like I think three times in the past five years there's been it's always a stranger at my gym in the locker room who's trying to be a mean girl to me out of nowhere who I don't even know. I don't know why this has happened so three <laughs> times in the past five years, and they always regret it. Oh, they instantly are just like, oh shit, because <laughs> I can't imagine. You can only right? imagine what would come out of my mouth, you guys. I just I take them down. I like, can't like, well, it's you're horrible. literally like, there's no filter. Like, you're yeah. in the gym in the locker room. Like, like, it's no like, filter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not that I, and some people might be like, oh, well, why did you give them that time of day? Or, and here's the other thing I talk about in my book, you know, we talk about spirituality and being evolved. People are like, you know, I don't believe that being evolved is like, I'm always at peace and I don't react to anything. I'm like that, you know, we, I don't, we don't live on a hippie commune. People are going to come <laughs> at you, you know? <laughs> Right. And, and so it's like, so if someone's going to come direct, you know, like if someone flips me off in the parking lot in a car, I'm not going to waste my time, but you come at me directly, start yelling at me out of nowhere. And you're some mean girl. I will, I will murder you with words and instantly mm-hmm. because, and you know what, here's the thing that fuels my confidence. And here's why we're still in these primal meat suits, guys. We have an ego for a reason when it gets out of control, that's not cool. And we have to check it. But sometimes whether it's a false sense of winning, you need to let the ego win. And I'll tell you this, after each one of those incidents that I spoke up, I would still be regretting it to this 
this day if I didn't. And most people who aren't confident regret a lot of moments where they wish they could have said something. And what that did is hopefully taught them a lesson to not approach a stranger who they think might some tiny blonde, stupid, whatever in the gym because you're going to accidentally get me. You're going to be murdered by her words, guys. Totally murdered by my words. And, And at the same time too, it's like I walked out of there like, yeah, you don't talk to me like that. You don't take me down. What did you think we did in ancestral times? We had to draw boundaries, protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm looking for trouble or I instigate it. Of course not. And I don't take every battle that comes my way. Confident people choose their battles wisely. That's another part of my book. Mm -hmm. But there are moments, if it's a direct hit like that in those scenarios, yeah, I'll come right back at you. And that only fuels my confidence. Guess what? Those three women, they can't even look at me in the gym. They, they are like, mm-hmm. they're scared of me now because that's what happens when you confront a bully. You bully a bully, they acquiesce because they don't know what hit them because they're so used to people being stunned and shocked by, it's, you know, it's almost kind of similar to, uh, you know, even like the Me Too movement, which a lot of things happen to women and, you know, a powerful figure like pulls it out or whatever. And people are stunned. You're in state of shock. I mean, you know, you're trying to process a lot of those times. That's why those women are like, I didn't know what to do. I would would just, because they're in shock. And so that kind of stunning of a bully does that to a lot of people, except for me. So, you know, it didn't work those times. But again, so there are times to speak up. Not always. Yes, you edit yourself. If I go to your grandmother's house for Thanksgiving and she says the N word, God forbid, I'm not, that's not my time to teach your family about tolerance. You guys deal with that. Let's keep it on a, you know, or, or someone's like, do you like my sweater? And it's your mom. I love the sweater. I, okay. So aside from like obvious examples, we're not always about speaking up. You're, confident people are kind. Oh, so you're not supposed to tell your mom you don't like your sweater? (laughs) Well, my mom, but not your mom. Like I would tell my mom that I hated her sweater. I would also tell my mom. (laughs) Yeah, but I wouldn't tell your mom I hated it. Yeah, right. Because that's just kind of rude, right? So I mean, it's not about being rude and brash and just saying whatever at any time. You you know, you got to gauge your your situation. But for the most part, um, again, if you're having trouble speaking up in life or confidence, it's what you have to do to get over the hump of not having those issues keep coming to you to test you. You're going to keep getting tested. So, you know, I kept getting tested on other things in my life, not that. Um, and that's where I was like, oh, I got to clean up over here because I see that pattern over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but other people see the pattern with the confidence and they know like this always happens, like I always get fired or I'm always yelled at or whatever it is. And that's, ugh, those are bad things that need to get overturned. What's the one thing that you, if no one, I've, this is a two-part question. If no one like if they said, "L, you're awesome, but like they just don't get around to getting the book. What's the one thing that you hope um, you ignite in them just by hearing you? That's a really good question. Um, well, you know if you're listening, whether you need more confidence or not, or whether you might need to refine it, but you know whether or not you'd like to be more confident in any area. doesn't matter if it's business, health, relationships, whatever it is. And that that effort towards attaining that, to me, is going to make you a better law of attractor. It just <laughs> is. <laughs> um, so, so the two go hand in hand, in my opinion, as well. Because here's the thing, confident as fuck is really having a high sense of self-worth and self-esteem and not comparing yourself to others, not being jealous of people, understanding there's not lack. That's why confident people help and encourage others to succeed. Okay, the, 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 the biatch at the office who's the high-powered whatever that's screwing everyone over and playing games, that, that's not confidence. That's not confidence at all. That's just being a B, period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think people, 
confident, right. It's not smashing the beer can on your forehead and raw, you know, I mean, that's, that's just a false sense of confidence. And you know what? Confidence doesn't outweigh research, you know, common sense. Like, you know, of course there are certain things that you can use your confidence in a misuse way to dominate people and or bully people and or con people, right? Con man, confidence man. So, and I would argue that, you know, at some point that'll catch up to you and either way, you're still not going to feel in good side and be attracting good things into your life you know, even if you're successful at those cons, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know what I mean? But I I do feel that you are going to be a better law of attraction uh, magnet and manifester if you get confident in your life. Because here's the thing, people who don't speak up and then they have that regret, like, I wish I said that, or I wish I had asked for that raise, or hey, I really wish I should ask for more money, damn it. All all those kind of moments, those woulda, coulda, shouldas, they are, they are, they are just low vibrational, low self-worth thoughts and feelings. And those gathered up, they'll pile up, and then, wow, you got all that stuff to do. So I would say, you know, and without reading my book, and we can go into a few of these topics, you got to dig into and get rid of parental garbage and some stories that were imprinted on you that might be affecting your confidence now. You got to look at the present and see where you're being a downer and how to get rid of and or to distance yourself from or completely X out downers in your life, you know? And um, then you need to go through a series of like, what are my beliefs about life and things? And, you know, where do I need to, to apply this perhaps? And so I do that through like, you know, lots of specific examples of people I've coached myself, other people in this world. So you can really see like, okay. So it's like, what vibration are you putting out there? Number one, we know that that's, that makes, you're going to get what you put out. But also too, the lack of confidence is not going, it's going to hinder your manifestation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, I want to touch too on, because I think this is so, we kind of touched on it before, Al, when we were chatting about the vulnerability component. Because I think this is something so overlooked. Like when we talk about, I'm going to develop confidence isn't always about like, I'm going to be in my power. Like, yes, that's you being confident, but on your pathway to get there, there's a huge part of vulnerability that you need to experience. And that increases like as a byproduct, your confidence. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So vulnerability will, and I'll backtrack around to it, but vulnerability will increase your confidence because being okay with being vulnerable AKA being a real human being with emotions yeah, authentic. <laughs> um, okay. is the most authentic you can possibly be. And the most, the most, the utmost of, I don't give a shit what you think about me. Mm-hmm. And that is the most confident as if you could possibly be mm-hmm. right. So here's the thing, especially if you're an alpha female or an alpha male, and we are all alphas on this call right now, it's clear. Anyone can listen to us who's listened to you guys, you're alpha. You just are. And alphas have uh, classic pitfalls. <laughs> and one of them is not wanting to be vulnerable because we sense it on a kind of primal level of showing weakness or appearing to be weak. Um, and again, just being awkward with expressing emotions. Like we're okay if people are expressing it to us, that's comfortable, but us expressing it back is tough. And that was a big hurdle I had to get over in my life. Like the, it was almost the key to me finally becoming confident as F because here I was confident in all these areas, but the area that I wasn't, which was like some romantic relationships and some friendships with regards to the shame I had about my disability, I had to get to the point where I was vulnerable and open and got to the point where I had no shame about my shame. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do a Facebook Live or write a book, but maybe talk to a coach or a therapist. It doesn't even mean you have to speak it. You might need to take it to the grave. That's cool. Some things are better left unsaid, but that doesn't mean, but it still means you have to get 
flat with it. You got to get right with it because it's going to cripple you and disable your confidence. So that means anything that you're ashamed of that you think someone is going to reject you for or judge you for. And this could be anything. Maybe you hit someone as a drunk driver 10 years ago. You did your time. You still feel guilty and ashamed about it. Maybe you're a drug addict and you're not happy about the behavior exhibited when you're on drugs. Maybe you just have a bunch of ugly, unsightly moles on your back and you're embarrassed about them. It doesn't even matter. It, 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 there's no, I, I can't say what's worse for you or not. The sense of shame is a sense of unworthiness. And that, again, as you guys know, with LOA, totally uh, disconnects you. Totally mm-hmm. disconnects. So here's Absolutely. the thing. I thought I could kind of like brush this over the rug. <laughs> I, I did. I really did. I was like, whatever. No, because I was, you know, everything else is going great in my life. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I got my ass handed to me. And that was like kind of that final lesson I needed to learn. And I didn't really learn it until, again, like within the past couple of years, really getting vulnerable and dealing with it. And what I've really seen is that, you know, vulnerability is where it's at for a lot of reasons, but you're going to have better connections and friendships with people. Right. Um, You know, I stayed on the outside of so many circles and didn't get close because I was too afraid of what people would think if they found this one thing out about me and same thing with relationships. And oh my God, I would be crippled. Like I couldn't even tell the story without just, you know, being a total crying snotty mess. And it it just crippled. I had so much like PTSD from the shame that I did a, a speech at Paleo FX last year. And the speech was called The Shame of Disability and the Disability of Shame because the shame was more disabling than the damn disability, period, yeah. end of story. And I, mm-hmm. if I would have, could have, should have gone back in life, that would be one of the first freaking things I would deal with. The mm-hmm. first thing I would deal with mm-hmm. was me hiding that about my life. So, you know, I had to kind of make up for it. It's like kind of like an alcoholic making amends. I called some friends and I was like, you've been so wonderful. You've been so open and vulnerable with me. And I feel like an asshole because I like you and I got to share this. We're never going to get closer. You're never going to know the true me unless I share this very big, important story in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, and so it. then I, then I freed myself and it took test runs. Like I dated someone two years ago and I told them for the first time and I cried. Then like I'd be on a first date and I just like, whatever. And then it just got to the point where like, now I have zero shame about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just could be laughing at myself. Cause I'm like, man, I really wish I didn't waste 20 freaking years yeah. on that, but yeah. that's okay. That's why I'm here to help and yeah, you know, right. hopefully inspire people to get to that. So um, alphas also are, um, in, in terms of confidence, uh, since we are so confident, often we are quick to react. So we're not as diplomatic as some of the other people. That's a lesson we can learn too in thinking before we speak or something I call like, be careful on the send, right? You got to, it's contentious Pause. text. <laughs> you know, you want to shoot it off and you regret it the next day, like those kind of things. They are also better at receiving in every way. They are better at accepting help and compliments. Mm -hmm. And this is something alphas really do have to, uh, because here's the thing, and you guys know, when someone gives you a compliment, like you're just giving them the middle finger, if you're like, oh, come on, no, I'm not, or oh, thanks, but whatever, this whole thing, you know, all those kind of deflections. um, So they're better receivers, and they're also better at accepting help, where alphas are more inclined to enable others in a negative way. And one of the very small examples in my book would be that because I'm a writer, a lot of friends come to me and they're like, hey, can you look over this letter I have to write to the insurance company or like whatever? And before in the past, I would be like, yeah, yeah, just, and I'd do it because it was like, yeah, it's easier, it's faster, I'll just get it done. But what I'm really doing is I'm like disabling their confidence in a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so what I, so one day someone came to me for that same friend and I said, you know what? First of all, also more work for me. But I said, hey, <laughs> I said, hey, you know what? Why don't you write a draft first and then I'll read it. And, and take a look. 
They wrote the draft. It was near perfect. I think I changed one word. And boy, wow, my allowing that, they just had the crazy sense of confidence. I'm like, oh my God, I actually am really good writer. I can write a letter and do this on my own. I help them and increase their confidence versus kind of stealing and enabling. And so mm-hmm. again, these are pitfalls of confident people because alpha people are often have like as much as like I can, I'm half, I'm 50, hmm, I'm probably more homebody than I am like out there. But at the end of the day, we are, um, you know, highly confident and like outspoken and all of these things, you know, and so they, but we have these pitfalls, man, and we're inaccessible because of the pitfalls. So people want to be us. They want to throw us at a problem because if you, if there's an emergency, you call an alpha. That's a just, there would be, get it done. You know, your hand gets cut off. They'll be like calling the surgeon, hands on ice. Like they'll have it handled in a minute. Like that's, but that's also why we're, we're, we're tough delegators and we need to, right? We're not good receivers. We're bad delegators. We're enablers that way sometimes because we can just do it. So we'll do it. Um, and so these are things that every alpha or every person needs to look at. But, and this is where I said from the beginning, when I noticed that these people were coming to me, what I realized is that they were giving me the other side of those pitfalls, which was they were more diplomatic. You know, they, they, they thought before they speak, they were open to receiving. They were more vulnerable and open in general. And I never thought it was weird when someone would break down crying or whatever to me. I never felt awkward about it. But if I were to show emotion like that, again, we take it as a weakness. It, and it's not because I argue that again, it's the most strong you can be because if you really don't care what other people think of you, if you're open and now I don't care. I cry on podcasts. I don't care if someone sees me cry or you know, any of this kind of stuff. But like I was crippled by that, you guys. I, you know, and I'm sure you had mm-hmm. moments of this too. You, you can't not being alpha females. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. When, um, when you first introduced me to the idea of alpha beta, I didn't even like know that thing. And but Lisa tells me all the time, you're so bossy. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm bossy. She's like, you tell me what to do all the time. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it. So it's great. It's a great learning experience. And like I was telling Elle before, the, the other day I was having a breakdown and I know it's important to be vulnerable. And so I'm like, even though I wanted to go off and cry, I'm like, okay, fine. You can see me cry. And it was it like mm. the freedom you get from that like after her being like, yes, it's good. You're good. We are offering someone the ability to love you. Yes. You you know, and before it would be like, I'm just going to shut down and go crawl over here. And that is so not the way to increase emotional intimacy with a lover or a friend. And so you just increased your intimacy with her tenfold by being like, Oh, I know it's my my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, now you're going to keep doing it, right? I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I think it's always uncomfortable though, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it you know, easier. I think it gets yeah, it gets easier it over gets time. Easier. But look, there's <laughs> it's, it's never really. <laughs> it's just not a place we want to be. That's yeah. all. It's not our. It's not Alpha's choice place to be. Mm. But it is so important. And um, also through being vulnerable, I'm able to share a story that's inspired and helped people. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, and that doesn't matter if it's vulnerable about thyroid stuff or, but particularly this. Um, yeah. and so, yeah. And, and, you know, cause, cause disabilities come in a variety of packages. You can have, you know, physical disability, you can have a health issue or whatever, um, or can have shame about something that has nothing to do with health. It's yeah. all kind of the same mix. Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. And I will say, I, uh, I think it, I think that I know from personal experience, um, and then we have to wrap up really quick, but there's, um, there is a place where you get to where it's not just that you can do it or it gets easier. Like, 
it becomes who you want to be. Like, I was going to say you, you keep want doing, to. You want, like, mm-hmm. I feel like my love would tell you exactly. That, like, I'm very, I have mastered, like, I will just lose it in the kitchen and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, you know, which is great because I've also right. taught our son that he can just lose it, you know, and just really, like, fully feel, not a, not a little bit or have to tamper it down or, uh, you know, um, but there's just been examples where after I've total just had like major breakdown, like I can see the same thing in him like the next day and mm-hmm. just that permission is really, is really cool to witness. So yeah, this That's is awesome. awesome. Um, final thoughts, L uh, wrap up, tell everybody how they can find the book, how they can connect with you, or they can find this new amazing podcast, all of that amazing stuff. Sure. So for the new podcast, you can go to kickasslifepodcast.com. And then also you can find me at lross.com. Both of my books are on Amazon. You can just type in my name or uh, confident as fuck is Kindle and uh, print and same with uh, the paleo thyroid solution. And yeah, and then you can also hear me every Monday on the Primal Blueprint podcast where I, you know, I interview New York Times bestselling authors in the realm of mind and body. Mm-hmm. So always uh, kind of talking about those subjects. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming thank on our podcast so much. again. Yes, yes. It's always so much fun having you. Thank you, thank you. I'm so honored. And I want to tell your audience, because I told Cassie and Ginny this right uh, beforehand, which is um, I'm not kidding. Of all the podcasting friends I have, everyone I know, you guys are one of the only podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. So We're the it. lucky ones. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Elle. Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Manifest It Now show, where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.